welcome back to the Dangerous Woman podcast. On today's episode, we are speaking to the ultimately fabulous Devon Spence. Her journey from FTSE 500 global brands to now launching her own consulting business and over street. Devon has fought against prejudice and pressure in male-dominated spaces like finance and sport to become an entrepreneurial powerhouse, championing young talent, helping set others up for lifelong financial stability, and generally just being an all-around incredible human. Okay, welcome back. I'm allowed to say that now. I'm allowed to say welcome back because there are episodes before this episode to the Dangerous Women's Collective podcast. I am so excited to introduce you to my next guest, the incredible Devon Spence. She is a ball that I am delighted to have with me in the studio. Devon, tell us who you are. Where did you come from? Can you like hype me up every morning before I go to work? Like that's what you need before yes, you leave the house. Yes, I can, I can. Um, thank you so much. So yeah, listen, I'm delighted to be here. Um, my background is I'm a comms and brand obsessive. It's obsessive. something that I've been doing for the last 15 years. I spent most of my career in banking over at City. Um, you know, huge brand, global presence, but lots of reputation, lots of issues. Yep. Obviously, we went All through the, the banking crisis, libel, yep. everything. But then also like a brand that was willing to be self-reflective mm. and make changes. And for me, you know, in terms of like an in-house opportunity, it was the dream. I did mm. everything from internal comms to media communications, and media relations, corporate comms uh, and brands. Um, had a wonderful time there. Really enjoyed it. But it began to get a little bit formulaic for me because that just sometimes happened with big organisations where there's nowhere for you to go. Um, I was always already working with um, the fintech arm of the business and I was working with Level 39 and I was like, these guys are moving quickly. I like <laughs> this pace. And um, took a year out of the industry, which was awesome for me. Brave. A great time, to, very brave. Yeah. I was very lucky and fortunate to be able to do that. Uh, spent three months in South America, which mm. was obviously the dream. I have questions about that. They, they should not be heard on a microphone. <laughs> I will ask them later. I can give you the deal <laughs> offline, don't worry. Um, and then came back and like kind of had a second coming in fintech. So I've spent the you know the last few years at some great fintechs, Go Cardless, Soldo, and most recently at Monzo Bank. But I've always been thinking about what's going to be next for me, yes. and is it going to be time for me to kind of be my own boss and ladder up to my own dreams? Um, so in February the twenty eighth, to be precise, I launched Andover Road. Which How is exciting! <laughs> a brand and PR consultancy is super exciting. Um, obviously focusing on tech because yeah. that's my bread and butter. That's what I know, um, but also want to be quite loose around entrepreneurs because I wouldn't want to miss out on a great opportunity just because I niche myself. And then I'm bringing in um, a new angle. Well, it'll be a new angle for people that don't know me, but sports management. So I'm training to be a sports agent. Yeah, amazing. And I'm so interested in how those things come together. Yes. Like how, what did, so, so I'm, we're so excited for your consultancy. I have to say Devon is a member of the collective and she has been since the very beginning. Yes. Um, so when, when a collective member starts their own business, we have to have like, now I would like a gong sound or something. Um, we have to have a, a round of applause because it's so exciting. So tell me a little bit about how those two things go together. Yeah. How, how how you marry them and what that means. Well, actually, first of all, I've always been obsessed with sport. I did every sport as a child. I did badminton, no tennis. No you've got no belly fat. Uh, no, but not exactly. No Ladies visceral and fat. and she has abs <laughs> for days. Um, 
And I did every sport and I probably could have excelled if I'd have done one sport, but I did everything. But that was fine. And I always knew that I was going to be a sporty person. But my dad was very much, hey, you don't have to do sport. You know, for like for women of colour, for people of colour, there yeah. weren't that many like great people for us to look up to beyond sport right but you knew if you hit the big time in sport you would do well yeah but my father was always very much hey listen business is going to be good for you you're a tech person europe is coming all of these great things europe is coming europe is coming (laughs) i had no idea what that meant but i was like and then we're leaving let me open the window (laughs) where is it you know this but he kept telling me europe was coming and um so sports was kind of always in the back of my mind your love always that obsession has always been there and interestingly enough you know when you're working at fintechs or banking organizations, the leadership team are never that far away from being athletes themselves. Mm. They've either been, and this is either gender, they've either been ex-athletes, yeah. been injured in their 20s and then gone on to do something else, yeah. or they're climbing Everest, or, or they're doing triathlons. Oh no, I'm so fucked. <laughs> and... <laughs> And another thing I think that brought sport into business was Team Sky, cycling team. Yeah, oh, 100%. Right? I completely agree. I know they haven't had the, you know... No, but the way it worked. The way it yeah, worked, the marginal gains. Yeah. How can we um, improve Absolutely. this? Little gains here, little gains marginal there. Marginal gains really Massive. captured the imagination of... the. And it's funny, isn't it? Because it's something that we've been doing in business for a really long time. Yes. And then it moved into sports psychology. Yes. And then it's sort of married together. And now I think it's responsible for the tidal wave of lycra-clad 45-year-old men <laughs> that we all have to live with in the boroughs of London, yeah. for which we are deeply grateful. Thank yeah. you, Team Sky. And they're all they're all at the lights trying to get their cleats onto yeah. their bike. And, and I don't use cleats, so I just cycle past like, bye-bye. <laughs> Huge mistake. Huge mistake. So actually, you know, working at City, we had some wonderful like sports assets we sponsored the US Olympic team and then later on we sponsored the Paralympic team obviously like sports um, was always finance, part it's so it. yeah, closely it is, connected and I was so happy to see that Starling Bank went out and they sponsored you know they sponsored the World Cup yeah and obviously the Lionesses and seeing you know the conversations around equal yeah. pay I would say that there were a lot of companies that missed out on that mm. because they didn't realise how big the moment was. That said, okay, say you don't have a million pounds to put down on the sponsorship. Mm. If you're a small fintech, mm. what about if we want to tie you maybe into a community where there are a handful of great up-and-coming tennis players that are not next to Surrey? Yeah. Would you want to be part of that from a sponsorship Do a grassroots thing. 100%. Mm-hmm. So I think That's there really is so much opportunity. Also, we see more now, if you look at like the likes of LeBron, Haaland, these giants and, you know, great female athletes as well. You know, it's 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 a business and their career is short. If I told you that that last generation of footballers in the UK, 80 percent of them are bankrupt. Oh, I would believe you a thousand percent. I would believe you a thousand percent. Because the industry is riddled Mm -hmm. with cowboys. Mm. So a lot of sports agents, they are also um financiers. Oh, are they? And they're not only are they working with you, they have investment opportunities in Dubai. You know, a lot of people lost money to scams. I I mean it's insane and there's no protection. If you think about it, if you are a footballer and you've been with an agent since you're maybe fifteen years old, you're gonna trust that person. What I love about my consultancy, um, and I think you're very similar, I'm very close to the best people 
who can do everything. Yeah. I'm not going to do everything. Oh my God. That is not my job. You know, <laughs> Gareth Southgate is not running on the pitch no, no, trying no. to score no, goals. No. I want to make sure that athletes have a fantastic career. They can build their legacy, but also I want to bring in elements of well-being, mm-hmm. elements of how to manage your finances. And that's not just for the top end of an athlete. No. That's also for an athlete that is earning 30K for the first time. And that might be a significant amount of money 100%. for them. What what can we do with that money yeah. this year? And there's a lot, right? Like there's, there's huge. a huge, I mean, we obviously fixate on the sports people who are the top of the yes. top, the kind of the one point one percent really incredible and there's a still a whole industry yes. that comes there's a 99 percent that that is actually it's huge keeping the industry alive yeah. really it's really big so i'm kind of looking for the baby rashfords the baby radicanus and, and looking to nurture their career yeah. and work work closely with yeah. them um so yeah it's super exciting listen i think that for me I always knew I was going to build something, but I didn't know what it was going to be. And I think I spent, you know, 13, 14 years in the same house. um, And that was awesome because you can really build. But once I left and then went starting to work in another place, I was hungry for other brands. I'm always thinking about what what partnerships do we have within the organization that I can make the most of. And I just feel that hunger to really... Looking after someone's brand is a huge honor. Oh my God, it's a huge honor. And you really have to do that well, like end to end. You do. So right now at this beginning, I'm having like, not having a launch month, I'm having a launch year. Uh-huh, I, I love want that. everything to be perfect, yeah. like from an end to end perspective. And I'm looking at my systems and thinking, do we have a system for that? And as questions come through, you know, I was speaking to uh, like a golf influencer the other day. She's yeah. amazing. And yeah. we were, can we work together? And I was thinking, well, oh, well, you're not an athlete. So, you know, I wouldn't do that. But not like in my head, that's not what I thought I would do. And actually your response just there, then I'm thinking, but hold on a minute. She is an athlete athlete, and she's doing something great. So also having a bit of flexibility around my model Mm. uh, and what I'm doing. But I think right now is a really exciting time to get into PR and brands and kind of bring those elements together and not be siloed. And that's what I think that I can offer. The real in-house experience. Yeah, amazing. And do you think it's a good time to be a female founder? Is it ever a bad time to be a female founder? Is it ever a good time to be a female founder? I think it is a good time. Yeah. I've always been in male-dominated environments I anyway. Know. So interesting. Right? And for me also, gender wasn't the thing because I deal with race. So and while does that come was, first? That do definitely you, comes first. The and prejudice. I, yeah. yeah. So I think that for me, the, the issues that the other women had, I didn't have those issues. Interesting. You and were I actually, other issues. And I wanted to be them. Yeah. Right? And, but I get it, right? I understand what they were fighting for. So for me, I think definitely the risk that spotlight isn't there on... VC funding, um, making sure women get a fair opportunity, um, making sure that we get great banking deals on our finance. (laughs) And I think that now is an awesome opportunity. If you think of the kind of flexible hybrid work options that we now have, we can make life work around what we have in our home and what's important to us. I think now is a time more than ever. And I I definitely want to work with amazing female finders, but I don't want to niche myself down to only work with women. But I think, yeah, it's definitely a great time. Yeah. Do you feel like it's a good time? To be a female founder? 
I do and I don't. I actually, I've I've been really oscillating lately because I feel like we've taken a bit of a step back in the kind of gender progression conversation yeah. in the last little while. And I think economic crisis really yeah. does Cost that. Cost of living. Cost of living yeah. sends the woman back into the kitchen counting yeah. her pennies. And I hate that for her. And when you look, you know, you mentioned the, the pay gap data and I, yeah. I have gotten myself in some hot water talking about the pay gap in the past. Um, but I will continue to wade into that hot water because I think it is outrageous. And There's no progress. It's not moving. It's, it's not, not happening. Moving. Isn't it like 300 years until we get parity? It's so 300 at years. At that point, I switch off. I'm, as long as I get my number and I'm being inclusive of I can be, yeah. That's. I feel like I'm kind of done. Like, There's amazing people out there doing it. And I'm like, let let those guys fight for it. And, you know, I'll, oh, I'll no, do I what I can do. Oh, no, I hear you 100%. Do. do what you... And I think that is what it's about. Yeah. It is about do what you can do. Yeah. But but I definitely think that being a female founder right now is really yeah. challenging. I think being the founder of any business is really challenging. I think that it comes with so many things that you don't anticipate and so much... You have to be a warrior every yeah. single day. Yeah. And any leader, any female leader has to come out and be a warrior every single yeah. day in whatever business she's in. Yeah, but I think it can be really difficult to find that energy over and over and over. And you're a naturally like yeah. you have phenomenal energy; it just kind of bounces off you, and you're full of it, and it's amazing and warm. But I think consistently oh, yeah. bringing that over it's and over, easy. and the corporate world easy. will rinse it out of you too. Oh, 100%. They will take you like a squeezy toy, and they will squeeze you <laughs> until you don't recognize yourself like yeah when I, I like when I, I said to you I took a year out and I had that three months and when I was away I was just like oh wow this is the old me like the not the tired coming me. back to you just kind of all of your energy and your creativity comes back and I think one of the good things and it comes back to what you've just said about kind of beating your own drum when you're working with an organization no matter how great that organization is you're laddering up to somebody else's dreams and vision yes and if they are not you know if they're not your not dreams, yours that's your tiring itself so tiring every day every day you're doing something that kind of don't fully believe in but you know you need to get the coin so you're going to do the job and you do it and you, you do, do the it. job and i think there are so many energy zappers and i think mm. one you know being kind to yourself and recognizing the small wins because if you think about you and I we're on LinkedIn right everybody has a six-figure course now they have seven-figure courses <sighs> you know everybody's <laughs> announcing you know I've just got my series x or I've just been promoted to and actually it's great because I love to celebrate success and I love to see people doing great things but if you're thinking oh this is kind of like a plodder year for me and not really getting anywhere yeah you can look at that every day and think it's the nothing's in, happening it's the in Instagram my life model of business yes. world yeah. isn't it it's like it's yeah. the it's that kind of FOMO but also just like oh my god where am I compared to where are these people and I do actually think that that is a really and it comes back to how women have to represent themselves on platforms and things like that which I think is a really interesting question but it comes back to you know have we gotten so obsessed with the external and the kind of creation of an image and that's hard for us because right we're in the business of creating people's images that's what we do Um, but have we gotten so obsessed with the external that we've now realizing we've created this vacuum and I wonder if it's worse for women do you think that the energy sap is harder for women do you think it's because they've got more 
pressures on their time often. I think maybe the energy zap is harder for women because we feel that we need to present ourselves in a very limited way. Yes, And if we push too far or if you snap back at somebody, everyone's going to pile on you and cancel oh, yes. you by the end of the afternoon. Yes. You're going to be like off LinkedIn. So I think that people present in the way they feel mm-hmm. they have to present. And it's freer for men, you think? Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's easy because guys just be themselves yeah. and just show up in the way that they want to show mm-hmm. up. And I think also... I, you know, I've seen people on LinkedIn and then met them in real life. And listen, the math's not mathing. Oh, really? Sometimes. Oh. That's not and a very nice thing there, to is say. Is there catfishing on LinkedIn? I love it. I love it. It's there just, is. Sometimes it's just different. Yeah, Because it's just the different. energy is different. Because <laughs> maybe somebody has been right in your post. And I get that because we're busy and we need help with these things. Mm. But it can't, you know, sometimes it can be that that person has a much more elevated presence. On, on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Well, because it's curated, 100%, right? 100%. Yeah. It's all created. And I can see that also we try to be very humble. Mm. You know, we, we don't, don't, we don't brag. like to brag, do we? No. So you get that post, which is kind of, you know, five years ago, I was sitting in my kitchen and now I'm doing it. Hey, there's nothing wrong with those posts, by the yeah. way. But it is always that. Why do we have to go back to justify just it? Say, Why can't you just say, say it? where you are, be proud of where you are and, and just kind of run with that. And I feel that sometimes we we prissy everything up mm. and we don't really need to. And I think I think that's really interesting in that for women particularly, I yeah. think that that is, we are put in very limited boxes when yeah. it comes to the corporate world. Yeah, this is what you're allowed to be. Yeah. Don't, re, you know, don't veer outside of your box, yeah. stay in your box. And I think for a lot of women, that means that being really transactional and really direct about what they need is something they really struggle with, which yeah. is one of the reasons that we started the collective I love that. on the networking front, yeah. because it, it, networking is really hard. And I think it's really hard for women, right? Even like you're a phenomenal, beautiful, outgoing it's really hard and it's 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 just not fun it is not do you want to tell you what happened to me the first time i had a networking event as a junior tell me yes so listen i was we were organizing a media event with all the top journalists in london and some of the international journalists maybe like a room of about 100 150 people obviously you have to match make the journalists to the bankers right and my role was to like greet people, ferry them, and, you know, make sure that they spoke to the right people yeah. and bring them to all the seniors. So it's kind you of were like eyes my, and teeth. my first, <laughs> like, I was so nervous, but also really hyped. So I spent like an hour, hour and a half introducing everyone. And then I think it got to, I don't know, say it was like 10 o'clock, people mm. were starting to leave. And then all of a sudden, I just felt this wave come over me. And I was probably about 20 metres from the toilet. I think I just made it. I literally, I was so ill. Oh, no. Because it was the stress. The stress. It was the stress. I've never done anything like that in my life. Yeah. And uh, it was huge. And when I came out, they were like, kind of in a fun way, like, oh, my God, Devon, are you okay? Like, I was like, I have no idea why that happened. And they're like, because it's a big deal. What we're doing is And you cared too, right? And you really cared. It's interesting. I think networking is a little bit different. So I remember, like, going to banking conferences. Mm. Obviously, bankers know each other, so they will all communicate. Then there'll be not many women, but the women will almost stay away from the women. Interesting. In a weird way, we're a bit like, oh, let's not do that whole women around a table not not women together so yeah they would just kind of like say hello 
and then move off and have other conversations. So I was always kind of on the periphery, just kind of watching, like, Mm -hmm. what's happening here? Mm -hmm. Who's doing what? Mm -hmm. Is anyone really enjoying it? Right. It doesn't even look... It doesn't even look like anyone's really enjoying it. And then later, I think, in my career, I made it a bit more... I'm going to take the pressure off myself. Yeah. I'm going to go and I'm going to have lunch. And if I talk to two nice people that's great and give my card out <laughs> to job. people that is it and often you know you're meeting journalists having a lunch with them connecting them with someone else so you're giving yeah and it feels like you've really learned something i feel now i was at money 2020 you know the big fintech yeah. event and um obviously you've got an app so you can go through and meet people and be and hey I'd love to meet you. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. You get all these messages from people that you probably would never connect with. Yeah. Sit down, have a burger with TechCrunch. You know, it's just kind of, it's more enjoyable. Yeah. But now I go, what I would say to people is go with someone. Okay. Who's good at it. Don't go alone. Don't go alone. (laughs) And then you can kind of, oh, I can see how she's doing this or how that's working. We know how to get the best out of people. Right. Yeah. So we know how. To, what are you interested in? What do you like? You yeah. get more personal details, and you have a great conversation. Not everybody can do that, and no. I think that's where people feel awkward. Mm. And I think for women as well, we're very kind of. You've helped me a lot. I've probably seen you three times, yeah. but think how much we've done in that very short period. I know. Now. That is how it should be. Yeah. Like, what do you want? What do you need? This what is, can this I give is my you? Thing a hundred percent. And what can is, I give you today? Men are better at this, aren't so they? So much better. So much better at this. Yeah. And this is the absolute foundation yeah. of where the collective came from. Yeah. And what this podcast is really all about is, I don't really care about the why men are better at it. That's great. Good for them. This is another thing. That let's I'm do it our way. A hundred percent. And let's just change the terms, right? Yeah. Because it's another thing that we've been given yeah. wholesale, and it's like, well, this is. How how we network well it's like well we don't like that that yeah. doesn't work for us yeah. like that's really horrible and i don't want warm wine from some sauvignon blanc you know <laughs> god god forsaken south africa hey, listen you know, champagne only or, champagne I'm not only or i'm not coming i don't want a name badge you stick a name badge <laughs> on me i feel like a, at your boob yeah. like oh what's your name Literally, it's like really or awkward trying to look at your boob <laughs> and your eye and your boob and your eye and they can't read it and yeah. you're like just ask me my name. Literally. It's absolutely like, would you like to talk fine. to my tit? <laughs> and then and then also you get, you know, like the horror the, and, and the rooms are always ghastly oh, too. God. They're always horrible. And they have the trestle tit, like oh, it's God. the same setup. It's the same setup. And you know, the person that the person that you're working with on the event side, depending on where you are, like your first event was beautiful. I, I remember just turning up thinking, is this my wedding? Yes. <laughs> That's great. The table so was stunning. Like, yes. And literally, as soon as I came in, somebody was talking to me. Yes. Which is unusual. Yes. People normally wait and they're not no, quite sure. No, we don't sure. do any of that. You know, no, no. I, th- I just think that, like you say, we need to work out, you know, how can we help each other? Like, I'm, you know, I'm launching a business. So I'm in the process of nurturing contacts. But I'm I'm saying to people, hey, I've le- I'm launching this business. You're a VC. Can you help me? Yeah. What are you seeing in food tech? What are you seeing in fintech? Can I have some time with you? Yeah. And what are you getting back? 
Are you getting that good results? Are these people you know already? No, or are you reaching a out combination. Cold? So I'm doing a combination of people that I've worked with in the past mm. on the VC side mm-hmm. uh, and then also reaching out to some brand new people. Brave. And it's mixed. Yeah. You know, sometimes you don't get anything. Yeah. Right? You have to take that, don't and you? You have to take it on fine. the chin. Because I get fine. a lot of, you get a lot of LinkedIn. Yeah. I get a lot of yeah. LinkedIn. There are loads of people I don't go out. And I think to. also people don't think about how they write those. Mm-hmm. It feels I actually worked with a copywriter for mine, you know, and I, like I said, I've really treated this business like a business. I'm not trying to do everything. I'm bringing in the right people. Yeah. But yeah, some results, some people come back and go, Hey, yeah, this would be great. You know, can I talk, you know, happy to talk to you? You know, are you in London or can we have 30 minutes? Mostly men, is it mixed? It's mostly men, It's mostly men. They're so (laughs) so annoying. It's so annoying. Come on, ladies. Come on. I think what I see a lot with um, some female entrepreneurs is they feel, and I'm kind of going a little bit off script now because I'm going away from networking, but I will come back to it, is that they feel, you know, I won't invest in my business yet. It's not big enough from Mm -hmm. a PR brand perspective. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, actually, this is the time to go now. Because if you're saying you want to wait for a 30% growth number and you're going to get that in 18 months, why don't we go for 12 20% 20% and get that in six months together. A hundred. No, uh, well, you know how. Right? A hundred percent. So I do reach out to female entrepreneurs good. and okay, have good. conversations. Because I and, think that's um, a really a hard thing, isn't it? It's a hard thing in yeah. that for a female entrepreneur, even the very fact of like investing in something like PR or yes. profiling, yeah. it's almost all sits in the same category of like the bragging. Yes. Of like saying I've yes. done something well. Yes. Of, of being like well done me you know in like what you were saying about the post like five years ago yeah like you have to couch it in some way because otherwise yeah. I a hundred percent and it's not about what men can and can't do but they we don't have to, this yeah, issue they don't have this issue we need to all. move on from it yeah. we need to be like you know I need to be able to meet you at an event where we're both there because we chose to be there which yeah. is one thing like that's the first thing isn't it because not having to go because work sent you <laughs> exactly so right? the first thing is you're there because yeah. you want to be there and I need to be you know like Devon yeah. hi this is me this is what I need in the world and you need to be able How to say can to me you help? no worries yeah. this is me this is what I need in the world yeah. and for it to be really okay to be that transactional without it being like offensive we just to don't our do it souls. we just don't do it it's so weird and um it's funny I remember having a conversation years ago with somebody an economist that I was working for a really senior guy and then we were just having a conversation like how's the year been you know what do you think to that Wall Street Journal coverage what kind of what do you want to do more of less of yeah more tv less tv you know having that whole 360 moment and I, he was really happy so he was like you know do you want me to email email your boss and I was like oh no 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 I'll tell him and then he was like is it not easier for me to do Oh, and even me then in that moment Weren't I couldn't getting... think what he was trying to do yeah he I was, was thinking trying it's to better like for me to you. tell my no. boss because <laughs> I know exactly the numbers I know that you know yeah, I know yeah, yeah, all yeah. of the all of the details but he was like dude it's better for me to Literally, hype you let me hype you yeah mm-hmm. and that even for me was hard yes and then I was like, okay, yeah, fine. Yeah, go for it. And I think that, <laughs> okay, if you have to. that year, my, that number, my number was crazy that year. And I, I can probably think it came from that email. Yeah. But I think that that directness that guys have. I know. We just don't have it. I think that that's, that kind of takes us back a little bit to 
you know, we were talking about the, the PR pay gap, which is huge, bigger yeah. than finance, 20%. which is craziness, um, especially because realistically, you know, I think we all know that the industry is run by women. Yeah, it, is, it is a female dominated and we are yeah. good at it. And we and, you know, there are some great women out there who have got their own agencies and have done phenomenally well. And, yeah. and, and that's amazing. But for the most part, when I look at the larger agencies, the more established yeah. agencies, look at the top 10. What it's does that a look like? man yeah. who owns <clears throat> it or bought yeah. it or and it's a woman who runs it for him, basically, which means we are good enough. A hundred percent. We just aren't putting ourselves but we're out not there. Able, yeah, exactly. But why? I don't know. Is it? Is that? Are we enough? You know, it, do you feel when you get to that point, well, this is enough for me because mm. I'm not going to get up there. Or when I get up there, it's going to be too much drama. We, um, I was working at an organization and we started hemorrhaging women. We had like global heads here so and they started leaving. Okay. Yeah. And they did some research and, you know, the thinking was, oh, well, they're leaving because they want to go home and look after their kids. Mm. And it's like, no, they're leaving for bigger jobs. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily at a bit bigger balance sheet, yeah. but a bigger job. More responsibility. More, more responsibility, yeah. 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 So people, you know, women don't leave organizations uh, organizations because they can't pick their kids up from school. No. They leave because they want to do more. and it's And I feel as well... And, you know, finance is very similar. You've got this one person at the top. That person is the gatekeeper. Yeah. And they're going to be there for, what, 10, 15 years? At least, yeah. So most you've got women to are going to just be like, you? I'll go and build my own thing. Yeah. Or, yeah, I'll go move them somewhere else mm. in that same level and never go up to the top. And it's a, it's a funny thing, isn't it? Because I think, I mean, there are few and far between but examples of female entrepreneurs who have done phenomenally well um but there are also you know arguably many more kind of middle of the road entrepreneurial kind of women who haven't hit the same level that their equivalent men have hit and I have to wonder if that is partially because we don't push ourselves forward in the same way we don't go you know, it's not even about risk taking because I think that's a totally different yeah. thing. We just don't promote ourselves in the same way where we're just really ostentatiously like, this is the art. I can do this. I can have this. Yeah. Like, why can't? And I don't know if that's because we expect to get a certain reaction back if we do. Yeah. We get categorized as women if we're certain types of women. You know, like, I'm yeah. sure you have this in the same way that I yeah, have yeah. been told I'm a certain type of woman my whole career. Yeah. I'm loud yeah. and I'm <laughs> controversial. You're not loud. You're not controversial. <laughs> Come on. And I can't be controlled and everybody hates it. Um, but well, who wants to control people? Who are you trying to control I know, who do right. you want fighting for your brand the person sitting in the corner doing nothing or the person on the table shouting and asking for things right 1000 i would give you my brand 100 percent <laughs> and i could go on a little holiday back to Colombia. but you're right it's just kind of i think it's also who you run with yes right so tell me about that and this is interesting i'm going to tell you something interesting that you don't know mm. you and i we went for lunch and you said to me it was maybe a few weeks out from my launch and you were like walk me through the walk me through the plan yeah the you know yeah. how are you launching yeah. and obviously i'd make notes i'd done all these little you know i knew yeah. what i wanted to do yeah but i hadn't treated myself like a, like client. a client and when you were questioning me i was like oh i feel a little bit awkward oh. saying it because it was like this is my business and i'm gonna launch it right. this is me 
I'm a big deal. I'm a PR guru. Yeah. I've seen everything off. Yeah. And I'm still here and I'm super entrepreneurial and great to work with. Yes. And it was kind of like, right, I'm going to have to go home. And literally I went home and fired up the laptop and did my own proper plan. plan for me yes rather than having bits of it right left and center it was kind of like this is real this is mm-hmm. your business and you really care I'm about it i'm giving this so treated it like that and so if you surround yourself with the right people yeah i think you're going to push yourself more yeah I and totally i think agree. sometimes women tell women it's not worth it it's not worth the stress when you get up there it's going to be a nightmare just stay where you are mm. because it's not worked out for me so we've all we have these so at that very senior level, the experience is so bad. Why would you want to go up there? Oh, I do agree with you. And I also, and I, I'm, I really struggle with this one particularly because it's not my experience, yeah. but I know that a lot of women have had a really difficult time yeah. with other women at a senior level. I know they have. Yeah. And I, uh, it's not my experience, but I'm privileged in that. But yeah. I also have always been surrounded by men. I don't yeah. know why, but I have very rarely come across senior women. <laughs> I'm like, where are they? <laughs> where are they? I'm fighting. I'm looking around <laughs> me. I'm trying to see them but they're not up there but 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 I know that women other women have experienced yeah. real struggles with other senior women who are clearly either intimidated or and I hate this this is my pet hate in life is one woman coming for another woman when it should be about banding together <sighs> and taking down the system and it's not. let's unite and that that feels like when 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 things are bad we just think oh that person's coming for me mm. so you know rather than looking at hold on what's the bigger picture what's happening here i was really inspired by our head of comms because she was just so ballsy and very much like let's be in a innovative let's push hard you know and she really spent time with me you know what how how do you feel in this situation you know when you're doing this i i i'm not really sure um that you know i'm not really sure that you understand your value or that you you are kind of presenting in the way that you can and i just had really good feedback based on just go for it yeah and stop worrying don't sweat the small how valuable to have that experience if it's some if someone that you respect gives you great feedback yeah there's nothing better yeah if it's someone that you definitely want to be yeah you know that's an awesome thing yeah i think it's interesting this whole like i do worry that we hold ourselves back because we're not supporting each other i agree totally and that's why sometimes the conversations feel a bit fake yeah because you know the reality is i totally agree with you they're not helping yeah anybody they're just helping themselves or not or not banding together and I just, yeah, I just worried that it's never going to happen. So I just feel it's you have to just be happy with it? what you've got. You and totally do. Do what you can do. Do the most that you can do in your career. Yeah. Ask for everything. Find out what people are getting paid. Because guys will tell you what they're getting paid. Oh, they happily. will. They will. But as women, we don't want to do it. No, I know. Um, but actually, I remember working with a great ex-colleague and you know before she left she was just like hey this is my number this is my number and this is what your number should be you know I was younger than her but she was trying to just give me something something and actually she gave me the greatest start because I knew where I was yeah I didn't have a clue where I was really so we can help each other when we want to and when it works well it works well yeah and then sometimes it just feels a bit weak a bit yeah Well, I don't even know what it is. It's a tradition. And I have to ask you a 
about your best sexism story for Okay. Um, what have you got? I've got a funny one. So random. I went to a um, a Navy, a Royal Navy recruitment day. Did you? Yeah. Because there you was... a little athlete, you. You know, <laughs> there was a point where I was that having dreams of doing like Maverick style media, Ooh. you know, engagement. So basically they were looking for, um, it's just basically like part time. You, you continue your job, but then you also work with the Navy. And okay. then they had a really cool media job. Oh, yes. They okay. had a really cool yes, media yes, role. Yes, so yes. I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to go to this recruitment day. And uh, yeah, off I went, boom, boom, boom. And um, there was, you know, an opportunity to meet people. And then there were two tasks. So it was more of a, this is what we do. This is what you can be part of. Isn't it great? The energy was awesome. I was like, oh, this is great. Look at all these Navy SEALs. I'm really happy. I bet. And then there, was a, th- then there was a task. There were two tasks. Now, there was a task to the right. <clears throat> and then as soon as he spoke about the main task, which was with a gun. Mm-hmm. So obviously it wasn't like a live gun. But, you know, if there's a time to use a gun or look at it or work out how to do it yeah. it's probably better to do, do it, it with, with the, Navy. the armed forces <laughs> so basically there were like I don't know 15 20 of us and the task was on that side and like I said I can't even remember what that task was but mm-hmm. I knew I didn't want to do it right and he kind of you were bent, going straight for the gun yeah and he bent down to me and he said and literally bent down and he was like you don't want to touch the gun do you little girl no, did he really? They called me a little girl. girl. And I was just like, um, and I got, I was really defiant. So I was like, actually, I do want to handle the gun. I do want to handle the gun. And that was quite funny. So I stayed in the That's I did a the really task. good one. But it was very condescending. Oh my and goodness. The fact that he bent down was just too much. Maybe he was trying to bow, probably. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's kind of funny. I think that... How old was he? Was he kind of older? Yeah, was he was he... definitely older, like in his... I would say he was in his 50s. Okay, fine. Okay. But it's, it's interesting because I think the things that happen to us as women, it, a lot of it is very nuanced and oh, it's very subtle. Very subtle. It's not often that something that... Which is why when it happens, this is why I love asking this question because the stories are so so shocking and they happen in such a kind of like outrageously open (laughs) way and you're like, oh my good God, how did that actually happen to you? Like I had had, um, a, a colleague, a male colleague tell me, no, congratulate another male colleague for such a good piece of writing. And then it was my work. And and wow. then someone else said, oh, no, Sam wrote it. And he went, really? Wait, Sam wrote it? Yeah, Sam wrote it. Oh. Oh, well, still really good work, man. <laughs> he just couldn't bring himself. He just could not bring himself. And it was so, 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 it was so out there that I was like, how did this happen? like this is extraordinary and you question it and 100%. you're like Am and I being sometimes you don't know is this happening and then sometimes the odd thing will happen i'm like is it race is it a woman or is it just a stupid person yeah which sometimes it is level. sometimes it is 100%. sometimes people are low level but yeah that's pretty no but little girl too like little, little girl. girl little and, girl and i was really like you should have seen me on this gun task i was fast i was because i was so kind of determined to show them that i was like i can do this i can play with the gun and the guys obviously they were struggling to hold it you had to hold it with one hand okay like my my handbag is like nine kilos oh 100 it's the weight of the label (laughs) i had no issue with that but yeah 
Funny story. Oh Funny story. Devon, thank you so thank you. much for being here. It's with been us. wonderful. It has been so wonderful to it's have you. It's such a great opportunity. And, you know, I think I love what you're doing because it's brave. And I like the the spaces that you're arranging for people to kind of be themselves and ask and be direct. Yeah. How yeah. can I help you if that's what they want? If that's what so they want. Absolutely. If that's what they want. Yeah. And I think, yeah, what you're doing is really cool. Oh, thank so you so much. Thank you so much. And tell everybody where they can find you. Yes. Um, you can find me at Andover Road Space, mm-hmm. which is my website if you want to find a bit more about what I'm doing. Yes. Um, you can also find me on LinkedIn under Devon Spence. And I'm also um, on TikTok and Instagram as well. So, yeah, you can find me everywhere. Amazing. <laughs> well, thank you so much for thank being you. here. Devon, thank you so much for being here with us on the Dangerous Women's Collective podcast. It has been an absolute pleasure. I think that episode has got a lot of networking juice in it for everybody who's after it and a little bit about the Dangerous Women Collective and how it was founded, which is really exciting. Thank you all so much for listening. We will be back soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dangerous Women podcast. To learn more, find us on Instagram, LinkedIn, or at dangerouswomencollective.com.